Welcome to the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome back to Chair 2 Leaders. Glad to have you listening in again this week. I am Ben South here with Danny Smith, and we're glad you're here today. We're going to be doing something a little different, but we're going to be talking issues for the second chair and specifically some scriptural applications that we can find for it. Danny, how are you today? Hey, Ben. I'm good. Uh, I'm excited to... uh... Uh, do something a little different. You know, it's it's probably, uh, we probably should do this more often, but I, I do like the idea of, of taking some scripture today and maybe trying to encourage some some chair two leaders out there. But uh, yeah, man, I'm good. And, uh, you know, Ben, this is airing just a couple of days after your birthday. So is that- It is. Yeah, I had to do the math real quickly when we're recording and when your birthday is. So happy belated birthday. Uh, I hope you. that it was great. Um, I'm going to make the assumption it's good because I'm actually telling you this about four days before your birthday. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So, but it's always good. It's always I'm going to trust that. that it was good and we'll just see That's how right, it goes. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, if it ends up being terrible, we'll scratch this episode and we'll do something different. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, everybody make sure you jump on uh, the old social platforms and wish Ben a happy birthday because it's... Uh, it's your birthday month, so it doesn't matter. It's your birthday month, and we're proud of you, and we're happy to, to, well, see, uh, we, we've to, had to celebrate that, another year. We've had that discussion in my family, and some of my kids are like, it's my birthday week or my birthday month. I'm like, no, you get a day. It's you get a day. <laughs> day. You get a day. The rest of the month is everybody else's. You get a day. It's your day, but no, we don't yeah, do this month-long right. celebrating that, stuff. That's right. Absolutely. You know, one of the signs that my kids are getting a little bit older and my youngest, I think, is the same age as your third oldest, I think. They're about I think the same they're close. Yep. And so they're still sort of in that phase. My my youngest, his birthday is just in a couple of weeks. And, you know, used to three months, it was a three, four, five month lead into his birthday. You know, really once it tipped over to within six months, it was essentially his birthday was in a few weeks, you know. And so he's kind of calmed down on that. He's not quite uh, doing that anymore, but yeah, this whole idea. I mean, the other day he said something to the effect of like, now for lunch, I'd like to do this. Uh, for supper, maybe we can do this. And and then maybe we can take some friends to this place. And I was like, son, this is quickly becoming a huge expense. And uh, we try to go all in for birthdays, but we don't go all in like that. So we're, we, we try to keep it pretty modest. Uh, yeah. On our end. yeah. My son is that same age. He's he he's the same way planning ahead. Like last year at his birthday party, we were on the way there, and he said, "Mom, next year for my birthday party." He's like, "Well, we haven't even gotten through this party yet." <laughs> That's so great. Let's at oh, least goodness. get a, a month down the road before we start planning the next one. And he just That's exactly always right. planning ahead like that. So, yeah. but something well, you so- should plan ahead to do is to go visit our sponsor for this episode. I do like that Central yeah. Baptist College. It's a great place. You should plan it. It is. You need to plan. Go visit them at cbc.edu. If you're looking to complete your education or you know someone who needs to get a good, solid Christian education, 
Uh, CBC, Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas is the place to go. Go check them out today. And Mission Council would love to talk with you about how you can get further down the road, how you can increase your ministry skills, or how the student that you know can further their education at Central Baptist College. So check them out today at cbc.edu. Well, we're grateful for CBC and really appreciate uh, their sponsorship. And, you know, Ben, one of the things I loved about our time at Central Baptist College and, you know, since then, the Lord has allowed us to go to the seminary in different places, you know, different conferences, different things over the years. But one of the things I learned at CBC is really a love of scripture. Uh, we had great professors who taught us well. There's a lot that I wish I remembered. There's a lot I wish I had paid attention to better. But over the years, there notes and things like that have really served us well. And, you know, when you boil down ministry, it really gets to a point that uh, you can put the calendar away, you can put the staff meetings away, you can, uh, you know, you can put the conferences away because really we, we at times in ministry have to go back to the very calling that God gave to us because it gets real tough sometimes. It gets real difficult sometimes. And so for us to be able to really, I think, endure because ministry is a grind. Um, it's one thing you do this week, you got to turn around and start for next week. If you're in a, a teaching position of some type, you get one teaching lesson complete, you got another one you immediately have to start working on. So saying all that to say, at times, the study of scripture, at times, even the call that God's put into our life can, can need refreshing. We need new perspective on it, just to be reminded of the goodness of God to allow us to be a part of his work um, and know that no matter the difficulties or the joys, both belong to him. So I thought maybe we would share some scripture today, just that might would encourage um, our listeners and uh, you know, we're by no means our friends over at the Preaching Lab or other preaching resources online. You can certainly find far better ex exegesis than what we're going to give you, but maybe it'll be an encouragement. Yeah, and I think even we need to remember that the Scripture is applicable to us where we are and into our ministry. So I think that maybe just, hey, how do we take this verse, this passage, and apply it? We've done a couple episodes like this, I think, but hopefully we'll do more of these. I'm excited about this discussion today. Well, Danny, you brought up a text for us to, to kind of unpack a little bit and apply it to ministry. Um, why don't you go ahead and share that? Yeah, and this is a little unique. It's um, I'm a big fan of the book of Exodus, and this is one that I've Turn to time and time again. I want to read out of Exodus chapter 2, and it's just two verses, verses 23 and 24. It says, During those many days, the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. Um, so what I love about that passage, I'll just a couple of remarks kind of on the front end, then we can unpack it a little bit more. I, I like it, first of all, because it's sort of a summary. You know, you lead the book of Genesis, you find out a lot of years have passed, a lot of things have happened. Um, you find out about Moses and, and the, the events surrounding his birth. And, um, you know, just to kind of give you an idea of the times that I have talked through this book, I I highlight a couple of things in chapters one and two is I highlight, first of all, um, some examples of faithfulness that you see. 
Um, you see the midwives in chapter one. Um, these ladies feared God. They were willing to risk their own lives to defy the order of, of the king of Egypt. Um, and then you see examples of faithfulness like Miriam, who trusts that God's going to take care of Moses. And, and then parallel to that, you see examples of hostility as well, where God's people who are called by his name are in slavery and they're being oppressed. And uh, one of my favorite passages out of Ecclesiastes is when the writer of that book talks about, I saw those that were oppressed and there was no one to help them. So there's a similar feel there in chapter one and two. So that's all I'll say about, you know, kind of a, a background, if you will. But I don't know, Ben, when I read verses 23 and 24, it does two things for me. One, it it allows me to see the picture as a whole that that as Moses is writing this, he's he's saying, now, here's all that was happening, but here's the real story that's going on. And then he gives four verbs in the Hebrew text that kind of kind of hold that well, together. Well, before we get to those, yeah. let's let's look. In verse 23, there's two things that it ascribes to that the, the Israelites did. They that's right. That's right. And they cried out. So the Absolutely. Israelites' actions, they groaned and they cried out. Man, I've, I've been in ministry long enough to know there are some days when you want to groan and cry out because it feels like it has been 400 years of oppression and slavery. Now, it hasn't yeah, been. That's right. But it feels just yeah. overwhelming at days. And I've been there, and probably most of our listeners have had those days when you're like, if this is what it is, I don't want to do this. God, why, why is it this way? Why are you allowing it to happen like this? And you just, because of the situation, the circumstances, the pressures of ministry even, you're just groaning under that pressure and yeah. you're just crying out for help. And, and God yeah. cares. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, maybe one of the hardest things we come to terms with in ministry is that we ourselves really feel that verse like you're talking about. It, it is a grind. It is overwhelming. There are times we cry out. We're like, Lord, I don't know how to handle this circumstance. I don't know how to handle that person. I don't know how to handle this conflict that's going on. There's a lot happening. But then to know that that God's call in our life is to go help people who are also groaning and who are also crying out. And, you know, here they're crying out because there's a real tangible, they can put their finger on it. They know it's slavery. We're oppressed. But a lot of times the people that we minister with, even in our own heart and the people we minister with, we don't always know what we're even crying out against. We're not even sure what it is that we're struggling against. We just know that there's a struggle there. And we know that that God's calling us to work with people who are going through the same exact thing. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think we read that first verse there and it's like, oh, my goodness, I feel this verse. Yeah, and I think you made a good point there. A lot of times when we're trying to help people who are just, they're they're weary, they're tired, they're crying out for help, but they really don't even know what they're crying out for. They just know they need help. And I think that's a good reminder for us. But then that next verse, the verse in the 23 ends, it says the cry for rescue from slavery in this situation, and it could be from whatever oppression that you know you, you have, your people have, came up to God. It wasn't a, a block from coming into God's presence. I think that's a good reminder that it came up to God. But then we get into the next two verses, 24 and 25, where it's got those verbs you were talking about, I think. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, the the, the 
end of that verse 23 really sets up verses 24 and 25. So, so four verbs there, right? And there, if you love Hebrew and stuff, I'm going to disappoint you um, here, but I'm going to do some basic. It's just simply this. These are just simple active verbs. In other words, these, I think it's important that as our prayers for help, as our prayers for wisdom, go before the Lord, that he's not passive. He's not passing them on to someone else, right? He's not giving them to one of the angels to handle. He's not, but whatever, whatever stereotype we want to put in there, that God hears those prayers. And it says uh, that he remembered or he heard, he remembered, he saw, and he knew. So God has the power to actually hear our prayers come up to him when we utter them, even when it doesn't necessarily feel like we do. I mean, we're talking 430 years of slavery. At some point in that time, the people probably began to get a little callous thinking, does God even hear us? We know a couple of chapters later that when Moses is with the people and he's like, look, the Lord said, and they're like, who who are we even talking about? You know, they had a general understanding that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he worked in their forefathers, but they hadn't seen him work at least explicitly in their own lives, but that did not stop God from hearing their prayers. And so one one thing I have to be reminded of is that I'm not always as faithful to pray as I should. I'm not always even praying in faith like I should, but as one who belongs to the Lord, it's good to know that he even hears our very weak prayers to him, Um, that when we're struggling to really see him move and work, he hears our prayers and I don't think it's an accident that that these verbs are used in the text because, right, the 10 plagues are going to come along. Uh, these plagues are often directed towards one of the gods of Egypt. They can't hear the petitions of their people. They can't see the, the cries of their people, but God can. And so one of the things I love about that verb is that, that God hears us in spite of what we feel, in spite of what we think, that he's actually listening. He's he cares for us. He has concern for us. And I've got to remind myself of that daily because the pressures of ministry and life just can drown that out. I love those four words because when we're in those doldrums, those depressed days, those down discouraged, God still hears. Mm-hmm. God remembers you, the promises he's made to you in his word. Mm-hmm. He's not forgotten those God sees the need you have, and God knows exactly what to do, what you need in this circumstance. Man, those are such words of comfort. Just simple. God hears, God remembers, God sees, and God knows. Yeah, you know, um, Ben, if we were sitting down with a counselor, I think they would tell us that really some of the, the greatest needs of any person is just to be seen and heard, right? I mean, there's nothing like being you know, when we find people who have been neglected or abandoned, you know, you read stories of children neglected early, early in life, the, the trauma that follows them the rest of their life. And, and so this is a great reassurance, uh, reassurance to us in ministry that as, as great as the planning and the, the professionalism can be, these things remind us that we're tethered to reality about who God is, what God has done for us. I love that last verb that God knew um, because it's the idea that God just takes a personal interest um, in his people. Um, God was absolutely aware. He, he knew their situation perfectly. 
um, he wasn't like, wait, what's going on? Wait, there's an issue headed down or you've been in slavery. What, what's you've been in slavery for 430 years. And, and again, what I love, you know, if we were, if we were preaching or teaching through Exodus, you would, you would connect this with the call of Moses next, because when it says that God heard, he saw, he remembered, he knew, now we're going to get introduced to what kind of God this is. He's going to identify himself as the Lord. And so here in Exodus three, you know, he's going to say, I am who I am. It's an idea of existence. It's an idea that he's real. And then Exodus 34, he's going to reveal even more to Moses as the Lord, the Lord, the one who's gracious, the one who's merciful, the one who has everlasting kindness. However, he doesn't overlook sin. He doesn't excuse sin. So we get introduced to this God, but but not all at once. So these verses say, here's who, what God is doing. And then Exodus is going to introduce us even more to this God. And I think that happens in our life sometimes that God is using these circumstances to just teach us even more about who he is, about his faithfulness, about his goodness. And God knows perfectly well what we're walking through, uh, even better than we do. We, we think we can know, uh, but God knows perfectly well. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting when you get into that next chapter, looking at it, when God is talking to Moses in the burning bush, he first tells him, hey, here's who I am. Remember Abraham? Remember that covenant? And so he's saying, God remembered, and he tells him that. And then in verses 7 and following, he says, I've seen their affliction, I've heard their cry, and I know their sufferings. He answers and replies exactly to what it says that God had done. And so he's answering those needs right there. So I, I think for us in ministry... I mean, maybe the listener today, wherever you are, your circumstance, or maybe the people you're helping through a circumstance, just need to remember, God hears you. God knows the promises, and wherever you are, He is faithful to you, and God sees what's going on. He's not oblivious, and He knows exactly what you need and when you need it. So, uh, you know, God didn't come at 100 years of captivity. You know, he came way down the road, but he brought Moses at the right time when the people were there and when the time was to bring them out of that circumstance, that situation, the slavery there in Egypt. And God knows. And so whatever circumstance we're going through, you can you can rely on that promise as well. God will hear your cry. He will remember his promises. He sees you and he knows exactly what you need if we'll go to him. Yeah, and it may be that you you need to take some time away from the office. You need to best you can, and, and we've talked about that before. We've talked about retreat time or something, but man, you may just need to head to the park on your lunch break. Man, you just might need to open the Word and just be reminded of that. You know, finding the joy again of knowing that the Lord sees, hears, remembers, and knows, and you know, again, being something that happens in Exodus often, and really it happens all throughout Scripture. God's constantly reminding us that he does see, he does hear, he does know, he does remember. It's almost like every other page he's having to tell us just like, listen, I promise you, I see what's happening here. You got to trust me in this. And so that that passage has been an encouragement to me over the years. It's been one that I've, I've really had to cling to in those difficult seasons of ministry. And thankfully, the Lord has never let me down. And, you know, I, I mentioned some examples examples of faithfulness. Well, I've had a lot of times of faithlessness and, and and the Lord has been good to shepherd me back to himself, sometimes a little more aggressively than I would have liked. 
What a rich reminder today uh, from the Old Testament. Well, we're thankful for you joining us again and every week here on Chair Two Leaders. If Danny or I can be of assistance or help to you in any way, we'd love to do that. Talk ministry, talk leadership, or just encourage you. Uh, we would love to do that. If you're in our areas, holler at us. We'd love to grab a cup of coffee with you. So we hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great rest of the week, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.